Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. another episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows. And if you can, please give us that five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break including everything that you can do today if you're interested in daily fantasy sports and esports for player props. The best place to go is our good friends now at thrivefantasy.com or Thrive Fantasy on Google Play or the App Store. Download it today or go hit up thrivefantasy.com today. Your first deposit, they'll match up to $50 as long as it's $20 or more. Up to $50, they'll match it with this code, L. FB. Just type in LFB in the code right there, and you can go ahead and get a match up to $50. Daily fantasy sports betting right there. Also, they will tell you at the app if your state works or your state doesn't work for this type of betting. So please check out all the information today at thrivefantasy.com or Thrive Fantasy, wherever you get your apps. It was a great game today. Cannot complain because preseason looked a lot better for the Los Angeles Lakers. Pretty ugly on Friday, but there are no complaints today because the team looked really good in winning over the Clippers once again, 131 to 106. And as Laker Tom said before, it never gets old when you beat the Clippers. And here today to talk about today's game and obviously the outstanding performance by Talon Horton Tucker. No arguments here today. Yeah, obviously a very good game. And we're going to talk about that and a lot more, including Kyle Kuzma, is my good friends indeed. First off, going to be my good friend who's back strong, feeling much better, and obviously doing great things for Lakerholics.com. Sean Grice, aka Magic Man. First off, and I'm glad to have you back. I'm glad to have you back strong. Glad to have you back healthy. And oh my gosh, have we been getting a load of people talking about? Our videos, the one last week with you, me, and Tom, the whole scenario, Last people asking, are you okay? That was the funniest thing I've ever seen. My gosh, as soon as you told me okay, I looked back at it. I went back and I saw the fact that my sheer look of horror on my face and the faces I was making for the next five minutes, while Laker Tom... Yep, 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 yep. All the way through, not knowing the whole time that Sean was actually very sick and Gerald was making every face known to mankind was truly hysterical. But between you and me, Sean, 
I know what Laker Tom was probably saying at the time, probably induced <laughs> the actual sickness in and of itself. He gets me sick too. He gets me sick too. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> I, I can't co-sign that, my friend, but thank you for having me back on. Uh, I feel much better. I'm okay. Um, you know, I just for everyone's uh, edification, I am a type 1 diabetic with uh, a disease like that. Sometimes you have the good days and sometimes you have the bad days. Now on our championship run, fast break saw me at my best. And lastly, you guys saw me at my worst. Well, we didn't hopefully see you for too long. Mostly people, especially on YouTube, just say they saw me in sheer state of horror, but I do appreciate that the fact that you are feeling much better. I know they, that the memes have already started in and of itself when it concerns you, and obviously me as well, my faces, while Laker Tom continued to talk away, not knowing what was going on the entire time. But I want to ask you this, great performance today by the Lakers. LeBron, AD, you know, just a Caruso, Wes Matthews, Schroeder, not in the lineup today, still a great performance. And again, it all starts with THT. Okay, he's already being compared to next to Jordan already online and Twitter. You already see the memes there. I don't want to go that far, but the kid had a really good game. Oh, he had a fantastic game. You know, I think we all understood the, the development phase with him last year. We, we all read the articles. He's going to spend a year in South Bay honing his skills and by golly, did he ever, I, I mean, if we did have a summer league, would he even be in it this year? I, I mean, he's so far more advanced than his peers are at this point. He needs as many reps um, as he can get. He needs as many reps as he can get. Absolutely. So yeah, he would have been in the summer league, would have been in the summer league. I mean, Kuzma and Ball, Ingram that year were in the summer league, so. For sure, for sure. Um, we'll see where it goes, uh, but I mean, he's definitely earned playing time at this point. We have to see what he can really do when there are live bullets. Well, it definitely, I, I think he has earned some time. The thing is, he has to stay under control, but I think the key, and Laker Tom is also here as well, he's going to comment here in a second. The key was the fact that Marcus Gasol was in the lineup and took a lot of pressure off him because Friday, yeah, he did get 19 points, get, got a lot of rebounds, got to the line, did drive very well, but he shot 6 for 17, a very inefficient 6 for 17. Today, much more efficient, looked good and smooth from the outside, looked very confident. And I think as Laker Tom joins us, the mastermind behind everything that's going on at LakerAlex.com, Laker Tom, I think the fact that Marcus Gasol was out there Helping initiate the offense took a lot of pressure off the kid and let the kid do what the kid can do best. Well, you know, he he actually played pretty well in his his version of the summer league, which which was the uh, semifinals against the Rockets, if you remember that. Yes. Um, so you know, for a kid who came into the playoffs having played two regular season games with the Lakers, um, he performed extremely well and held his own during during that ex, that, that particular situation. And um, I really liked, uh, I, thought, I thought that Frank Vogel did the really smart thing. When you're looking at a, at a preseason that's four games long, uh, and you're looking at a turnaround of like 71 days, you know, before you start the new season for a team that had gone all the way and won the championship. And when I contrasted him playing eight guys tonight, nine guys last night versus 
Tyrone Lou playing 17 last night and 18 tonight. You don't even get a sense of what you're doing in a game if you're playing sharing minutes with 18 players. And you only got four games to get ready for the regular season. So I thought it was a masterful decision by the Lakers coaching staff to to really play just choose eight guys or nine guys for each one of these preseason games. Let them play and get a feeling for what it's like to be in a regular game as a regular part of the rotation. Get into some rhythm, start to make some plays. I thought the the playmaking between the passing between the Lakers was outstanding. Every single player who played tonight ended up with an assist. And and Horton Taylor, I mean, what, what was he last night? He scored 19 points and, and eight rebounds and three steals and three assists. Well, tonight he, he beat that. He had 33 points, 10 rebounds, four steals, four assists. Well, but it's uh, just more efficient. He was he, six he to took... six from the free throw line last night or the, the other night. And this tonight he was seven for nine from the free throw line. But he took um, better shots. He was more in control today. And I really like the same shots. He took the same shots because uh, the shots he missed last night where he took three, he took four threes and missed three of them. Tonight he was four or five. I just think the, the offense moves much smoother. Again, I think having Mark Gasol in there initiating. Oh, I offense, don't know. Listen, one of the highlights, one of the highlights of the game, I, I, I agree with you hundred percent, Gerald. One of the highlights of the game, is getting a preview and a glimpse of what Marcus Hall is going to mean to this team offensively. His ability to pass from the high post is going to just transform the Lakers, as well as his ability to draw a defender out of the, the opposing center, out of the key and out of the paint and having to respect his three-point shooting. He's going to be a game changer for the Lakers. And, uh, and we saw that, we saw that tonight. I mean, the five, he got five assists, but those five assists were were every one of them was just like a beautiful pass to to a cutter. And the motion that you get when you've got, I mean, imagine when LeBron James is out there and Marcus All is out there. <laughs> you know, Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma had a great night tonight yes. because of the passing of Marcus All. And Taylor Horton Tucker had a great night because of that too. But the thing that the thing that just really impressed me was that the the team really was able to develop some rhythm. They, they I mean, they shot as best. I, I told you before the game or before the podcast tonight that I think this was the best preseason game I've ever seen the Lakers play. They had a really and good one last year. Preseason had- games for forty years. I've watched. I've been a Laker fan for forty years and have watched forty years of basketball, and I've never seen the team shoot as well, play as well. And and I think it's just a, a marvelous job that uh, that Frank Vogel and his staff have done to to limit the number of players getting in here, so that it, it's not a typical preseason game. The game on Friday night did seem like a typical preseason game. It was pretty sloppy. We shot 35% from the field, so it wasn't anything you know like we saw tonight, where we shot 70% from deep. And and we were making we were even making very difficult fadeaway threes in the corner and so forth, but. Great progress. The only thing better than beating the Clippers is just clobbering the Clippers. And it was great to see, you know, I mean, we, we took them down two times. We had a, you know, Kalen had a plus 36 plus minus for the game, Yeah, which really tells you that the Clippers were lucky that they didn't let him play every minute of the game. Otherwise it would have been a bigger wipe than it was. Well, but I- great game, great game for the Lakers. You saw, you saw a lot of good play. I thought, I thought Quinn Cook played very well too. If you're talking about the 13th guy on the bench, and and as I've always said, the 14th best 
the best 14th man in the league, you know, Jared Dudley came through again. And uh, I don't know whether you were watching the, uh, the ESPN broadcast, but uh, good for Mark Jackson really talking about how important those last couple guys on the bench are to the charisma, to the chemistry, to the culture of the team and how valuable they were. Um, and you could see, you could see that just in the rapport watching, watching LeBron James just get so excited because Taylor Horton Tucker had gone out there and had taken that tweet of LeBron saying, this kid is going to be great. And he just came out there and showed exactly what LeBron was talking about. Terrific night for the Lakers. Trying to make up for those comments he made six weeks ago about Alex Caruso starting in game six of the NBA finals being a bad one. It was great what LeBron said, but I also remember him showering praise at Shabazz Napier. Yes, and I knew you were going to do that. Dillon, I knew you somebody was going to say as that. Well. Yeah, that's that's almost. Boy, I don't want to be the kid that dad. on your glass half empty hat already? I'm John. I always, no, thought, no, no, I always thought I had no, a two to one edge here. No, 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 no. You gotta, you gotta <laughs> balance it out, my friend. You gotta balance it out. Gotta support, you gotta support LeBron? your teammates. You gotta. No, yeah, you do. Yeah, you do, Laker Tom. Yeah, you do. Hand to hand, hand to hand. But we won't go there. Once again, it is the Lakers beating the Clippers, one thirty-one to one hundred six. I do want to go talk to the guys before we head on out real quick, because, again, it was a great performance overall. Kyle Kuzma, his performance, very understated, but very, very solid, and just a great performance there, 25 points. I think with Taylor Hortugger, I think I was most impressed that he was just under control on both ends of the floor and a much better factor on defense. Laker Tom, I know you had talked about his defense being a little bit skittish on Friday, that's where I really wanted to see him perform because he has all the attributes, the quickness and the length to be a much better defender than what he showed at times on Friday. He showed that today, and that's really what I, I like to see. I'm not asking for miracles. I'm not asking for him to be step on the court and all of a sudden be an all pro and have the, you know, that, that kiss of death sometimes that LeBron gives people like Sean was talking about with Shabazz Napier. But if he can provide you that that spark off the bench, you talked about Lou Williams as far as that. I think you mentioned that the other day, as far as a spark off the bench, getting you points, getting to the line, things that he can do and create for you as far as being a playmaker is concerned. If he can just get his shot to the point where it's consistently in somewhere 33%, making one out of every three, that could really just improve his game. Because I don't want it to get to the point where teams will just stay way off it, off of him to the point where it's just so hard for him to drive. That's the thing. That's the only thing. I, I don't know. I don't. I, I think that you're you're overreacting to. Well, you his saw what it did year. for. Well, you, well, you saw. Yeah. No, no, I'm not. He's still got a lot of room to, room to grow. He's 20. 13 out of 15 from the free throw line. No, I did. That's, that's almost. 90%. I understand, but you're not listening to what I'm saying. Again, he's got a lot of room to grow, but you mm -hmm. want to make sure that he develops his shot in a way that, let's say, Russell Westbrook, who again gets a lot of points, gets the line a lot. But when it came down to the nitty-gritty in the playoffs, you saw how the Lakers played off of him and how much of advantage of what it was. I'm just saying, when you're talking about utilizing him going forward and seeing his career progress from point A to point C, mm -hmm. that's the one area I think he needs to develop the most. And if he does, and he plays and he shoots more in line what he shoots like today, because mm -hmm. he was outstanding today, then you could really see him going and reaching that next level. That's the only thing I'm trying to say. It's one thing to watch a preseason game and 
and Talon did everything that you could ask for. He, yeah, he excellent filled, all of the, filled all of the analytics categories. He passed the eye test beautifully. But the one thing that I always listen to is, is what the coaches are saying, what the coaches and the other players on the team are saying, and not necessarily just a tweet uh, in support of a teammate and so forth. But we've heard consistently that throughout training camp and even throughout the camp in the bubble that, that Talon was really tearing it up and, and really being a terrific player and being hard to stop. And when you think about how you see this guy snake into the lane, um, as well as some of the best veterans and being able to get a guy on his hip and keep him from behind there, the passes that he's making and so forth, this is a kid who just turned 20 years old. And, and I, you know, I, I don't think, you know, I'm not saying that he's going to, I'm not saying he's going to start on at shooting guard next to Schroeder and, and playing next to LeBron. Um, if he does it in a couple more games, it might not be impossible. Um, but I, I think that, I think we got an 11 man rotation right now. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and he's, and he's going to get minutes. He's going to get minutes and he's going to, you know, and it's interesting. I mean, there's going to be a discussion about whose minutes he's going to get. Well, you I saw would him. not want to be Caruso, who was injured right now. I would not want to be another guy who who couldn't fill a certain role. Um, I think that there's something to be said about the way that the Lakers offseason has rejuvenated the youth of the team and the way that they've really focused on trying to Make sure that even though LeBron has got a three-year contract and hopefully will play even beyond that, the Lakers have, have really worked hard to, to build a team that is going to be here when Anthony Davis is the face of the franchise and LeBron is retired. LeBron's not going to retire. That's, stop that talk right now. LeBron's going to retire, I think, when I'm 90. Well, and you're a hundred and 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 five. So that's that. Yeah, may, listen. He may think he's a cyborg. I'm, I'm kidding. You're a young man. You're a young man compared to me. He's he's a and cyborg. Let me tell you, when I get out of bed in the morning, uh, when I when I get done doing any activity and so forth, Father Time will catch up with you, no matter who you are. Oh no, Father and... Time has already caught caught up to me. Tapped me on the shoulder <laughs> and says, "It's time for you, buddy." Yeah, no, it's it's yeah, already. No, he's... but I listen. I think that I think it's an interesting thing because I think that Dalen Horton Tucker is not only going to get valuable minutes playing uh, right now this season, and and some of that I, I will admit, some of that is because of the nature of the season that we're in the COVID pandemic. That uh, that we wanna we want fewer minutes for LeBron and AD because of the compressed seventy two game season and so forth, but don't kid yourself. Part of it is because this kid is pushing his way into the lineup, and uh, he's pushing his way into the rotation, and he's he's going to he's going to be part of the Lakers' future. You know, I think that I kiddingly said a couple of times to on on Twitter and and in. And and Lakerholics.com that you know that uh, boy we're you know this we all of a sudden have a player that that's going to be a pretty good trading piece if we want to go after a third star at the trade deadline. Frankly, I don't think that we're willing to give him up. Oh no! Don't tell no because if it's Antetokounmpo, <laughs> if you, that, you know, that situation for goes people, for all of you people, and I love Alex Caruso too. But for all of you people who want to claim that Alex Caruso is untouchable, let me tell you. If there's one player, a young player, who's untouchable on this team, it's probably 
Taylor Horton Tucker. It's not Alex Caruso. There is no player that's untouchable. You got to learn that in the league. There is absolutely no player or no contract that's untouchable. Didn't we yeah, find out is. that? Well, with the, Anthony Davis. Didn't we find that out with the John Wall trade that there's no contract or no that's untouchable? Once you get a supermax contract and you can't live up to it, you're automatically belong to the supermax contract trade club. Yes. Well, you know, the, I, 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 there's a whole ahead. bunch of guys in that go, trade. Go club. ahead, Sean. Go ahead. Sean. You know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I just as a Laker fan, I'm I'm stressing. Let's be optimistic about THD, but let's also be realistic as well. Yes. We don't need to put the cart before the horse here. Yes. At the end of the year, he's got a 1.7 million qualifying offer. If he plays like this, if he continues to play like this, the Lakers will ultimately want will. Will we can make him restricted with that qualifying offer, yes. which we will do, and we will match yes. any price he gets. But if Tentacumpo, let's say things go south there, and he demands mm-hmm. a trade to the Lakers, and the Bucks come knocking on the door and says, okay, I want a package of Kuzma. Oh, well, we'll, give, we'll give him anybody, but anybody but AD and LeBron, of course. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you do yeah, that in Harpy. Yeah. Anybody would do that in Harpy. But THT sure. is proving his worth. I will give you that. Right. He's, he's obviously I will trade Caruso before we trade THT. It's seemingly well. They see that that that's that's the issue. I think that's going to come up. Tom. We might have to choose between the two. If if well, I know already know, I can already tell you well. that it'll be Caruso. We offered Caruso. <laughs> we offered Caruso last year for. No, the I understand. I, under, I, no, I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. But by taking Caruso off the roster in that scenario, you're eliminating a plus defender. And that's really important in yeah, the playoffs. But Caruso, he was I a don't... clutch client, but he's not a clutch client. But Caruso, let me put, let me say this: Caruso is also on the verge of possibly getting a big contract, and for he, sure, yeah, because the way he played last year, and if he is, what, ha- what do you think Caruso's next contract is going to be for? Uh, he could get as many worth seven to nine, seven to ten million dollars a year. He could possibly even get more. Somebody might sign him to one of those crazy fifteen to seven. He is the type it's of player. Hold on, hold on, hold on here. Hold on. Let me finish what I'm saying. He might be the type of player that some team goes out there and overpays just to get him on his team because they, he has the pedigree. He has a championship and he can play defense. I didn't say he was worth the fifteen to seventeen million dollars of an overpriced contract yeah, like there's, that. There's but he might. There's, there's practical things that you have to think about when you think about what's going to happen with both of those players. Thank God, Mitch Kupchak is no longer okay, on this first team. First of all, wait. Number yes. one, agree. Let me, let me let me point this out to you because number one is that who's the agent? Caruso is not a clutch agent and a clutch client. THT is a clutch client. That's number one. Number two, who's a who's a restricted free agent? A restricted free agent is going to be Taylor Horton Tucker. We can match any offer that he gets. Alex Caruso is going to be a res- unrestricted free agent. That's correct. That's what which I means said. That we won't even, we may not even get a chance to match him. So when you add those two things together, plus Alex Caruso's never scored thirty three points even in a preseason game. He's never had, I don't think he's ever had four steals. But let me ask you this. I, mean, Tom. I, I love Alex. I think he's a great guy. And I think his, one of the things he brings to the team is something, uh, something of the same character that Jared Dudley does, which is an unselfishness and a team first approach that makes him extremely valuable and more valuable 
than his numbers that he puts and produces. But he is not going to be a potential star, and I think THT has star potential. And that all of those things together, when you match those together, and I'm not trying to insult anybody who loves Alex Caruso because I'm a big Caruso fan. I think that the GOAT discussions where he's the GOAT of the bench is a laugh. I don't agree with that. That's ridiculous. That's like the people who tweeted tonight that we're not going to trade THT for James Harden. Of course we would. Although I wouldn't want Harden on the team, but, you know, just well, okay, in general. If sense. Harden was offered right okay. now, right now, maybe that's something you'd think about. No, I wouldn't. I might change my mind if he got became a Laker because I'll support him because there was a point that in time when I, didn't, with you. Yes. when I didn't want to trade for LeBron when I thought that he would bring the wrong traits and so forth, but LeBron convinced me totally differently. Your mind always gets changed when they change a proposal, but that's okay. I understand that, and I get that. But, but, no, there's reasons why you can see that Kalen Horton-Tucker is much more likely to stay a Laker than Alex Caruso is. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the world champion, Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. But I know Sean was arguing that point, but I'm I'm telling you I agree with you on the fact that his contract is, you know, he's looking for a payday. And there's a possibility he could be that individual that gets an overpay. I mean, he could find well, a, what, match, what, what could somebody might offer him? I say 12. Years, Let's say 12. 3 years 36 million. I'd match a three-year, thirty-six million for Taylor right now. After I wouldn't match. I might match it for. Boy, it'd be a real stretch because I, to me, it's three years, twenty-four million, is the kind of offer that I think is worth for Alex Caruso. Again, that's um, that's. We'll see what he gets paid if Mitch Kupchak is around mm-hmm. in Charlotte still. He may overpay for him. Yeah, but you can't you can't underestimate who his agent is and whether or not you can go over the cap. The other thing, see, is is also that Caruso's was on a two-year contract, Caru- so we don't have Caruso. You know, we don't have. Yeah, I, it's just it, there's not a lot of flex. There's not a lot of flexibility without his contract. No, but as but far I will, as but but let me say this, and I I'm in more Laker Tom's camp than I am in Sean's camp on that one. But when it comes down to it, this year in the playoffs, THT when it comes down to the five out, last two minutes of the ball game. Game six of an NBA Finals, Caruso's going to play in the most important minutes, more likely than THT. And that's the one thing the Lakers still have. Well, Even though, just, well, hold on, let me, let me, let me finish. I would agree because of age, age me, and experience. Let me, let me hold on, let me finish, say this. I'm, I'm worried about the Lakers' defense overall not being as good as last year, but then their offense is more than, more than you know, swung that in the favor. 
when it comes down to it, the Lakers in the playoffs still will have their six prime defenders still on the court. Okay, Danny Green, you could argue whatever he, you know, but still you have six of your prime defenders still there to play the crucial minutes. If you don't like the way the way Schroeder or Harrell are playing, you st or even Gasol for that matter, you still could go five out and could still go small and could still be just as effective because you have those defenders. Caruso is one of them. But you're right, Caruso is going to be an unrestricted free agent. He's going to go and want to cash in because this will be probably the only, at his age, big contract he'll ever get. Unless somehow miraculously at age around, what, 28, 29, 30, he's going to get a big contract beyond that. This will probably be the biggest contract of his life. So it's going to be very hard to retain him long term if somebody wants to go ahead and do an overpay, it's just that simple. So I agree with Tom that well, right now you got to put more of an investment into THT than Alex Caruso. I agree with well, Tom. You know, it's funny. I, I also happen to think though, that I don't think Caruso wants to leave the Lakers. No, he doesn't. But you know, if you're going to have it. And, and I think that the Lakers will pay him while they. No, they'll want for a hometown discount. He's been, how long has he been with the Lakers? Three years? Well, the same time as Kuzma, yeah. Because remember, he came in the same... Right. So he's, he's got bird rights. So we can go over the cap to pay him. So we will pay him as long as it's not an outlandish contract. And he's not the kind of guy that... He's not the kind of guy that teams are willing to pay for an outlandish contract for. He's the kind of guy that you, you groom for your own team and he has value over and above what the stats say and you what the eye that. test says. You say that, my friend, but uh, okay, as the NBA all it takes is one. Yes, all it takes is one. I mean, can I go through the list here? Timothy Moskov, Luol Dang, Jim McElvain. You've got uh, Bismack Biombo. You've got a whole bunch of teams out there, a whole bunch of yeah, players. A bunch there. of general managers who were still thinking that dinosaurs could play basketball and, and really be valuable on teams. And, and they made a lot of bad decisions because of that. I mean, look at the guy playing today for the Clippers who did a decent job out there today. Nicholas Batum. Need I say more? Need I say more? Well, they paid him like a 30-point game scorer, and he never scored more than 16 a game. I know that. That was clearly pointed out on ESPN. But uh, all I'll say is this. THT is someone who obviously this shift and focus now has to go on his development. He does have to have more games like today. If he's under control he goes he is what we hoped kyle kuzma might be well yeah absolutely but again he's got to have that three i'm not asking for 40 percent. i'm not asking for 35 percent. if he hits one out of three if he averages one out of three that opens up the floor and the game for him so well, much more i think he'll shoot better than that well I'm, I that's for now i think eventually he will for now i'm well, not so you, sure you look at his free throw shooting look at his free throw and, shooting and, that, yeah, that's the best and, measure I know, of the potential I know, free throw shooter Go ahead, Sean. Go ahead. Sean. It's yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, Gerald. It's not just that either. It's in the playoffs, and I watched a few games uh, over the weekend. More and more teams now are just switching outright. They'll switch a guard onto a big in the in the high to mid post, and if you can't take that guard down and get a good opportunity to score, shame on you. And and THT development really important for that well he's a I, small guy tonight and he took him yeah. right to the rim well i'm just gonna he say this down and he... sean let me just say this sean if he plays against luke Kennard every single game he'll be an all-star <laughs> before he's Boy, 21 Kennard and Kennard and uh lou will on the floor 
Whoa. Whoa. Yes. I, oh, his I, eyes I'm lit up. Dinner, you can man. see on Friday and today, THD, his eyes lit up when Luke Kennard was in the game. And you know this. And so the Clippers out there, they were saying, oh, we got Luke Kennard. That's a great pick over Landry Shamet. I'm not so sure. I'm not oh, so boy. sure. I'm, I'm not so sure about that either. I mean, well, I, he, I will argue all day about the that length, that length that THT has is something that is really. I will argue uh, all day about. I, I will argue all day about the Ibaka Harold deal. It's a problem. Deal, it's a but problem. I will not argue over the Canard Shamit deal. I think that the Nets got the better end of that one. Well, well, Gerald, did you hear that the Clippers actually refused to take Shamit back? They they'd rather have Luke Canard. Oh, there you go. Absolutely. So go figure. Go figure. Um, I just wanted to add one thing. Uh, what what you guys are saying about him defensively? That one sequence where he just just took the ball out of uh, Patrick Patterson's hands was really really impressive. Patrick Patterson is a small man. He's around six ten. I think he's around two eighty. He might weigh a little bit more. But THT. Stood up to he's him. And he put the ball out of his hands. Yeah. Or when he, when he took it out of Kawhi, when he took it away from Kawhi today and stole the ball from Kawhi. It's the yeah. thing is, like Kawhi, he's got that reach. People see him yeah. as 6'4. Oh, I've got a 6'4 guard on me, no problem. Or I'll go face up on him. He's got that reach to go ahead and tip the ball away and steal the ball. And you see what happens much better defensively today, much better overall. I'm very pleased to see what. Again, I'm not expecting 30 points out of the kid. I didn't know every every game out. I no one should either. But just playing under control, playing within the the framework of the offense and defense that Frank Vogel has designed, and and Mark Gasol helping him out and taking that pressure off him. You know, if you're going to have him as the backup point guard or the point guard coming off the bench, or the, it's great. Just have him he's as a that spark guard. Player. Are you kidding me? Well, he's he might play hey, off. One month ago, I listened to. Eric Pincus's YouTube feed on the Lakers cap space situation. And he was lining up the depth chart. And after Schroeder and Caruso, he had THT as the third guy in there. And he well, said, I would put him ahead of Caruso. That the coaches, all of the coaches were telling him that they believe this kid can run the offense, that he can be a point guard in this league. And you'll notice where he started tonight. He but started he could, at point guard, and he ran the offense beautifully the whole night. But he could play uh, off the ball as well. Obviously, because he has a scoring mentality, he could play off the ball as well. That's that's right. why I'm at, you know, like a Lou Will. Like a Lou Will, he can play off the ball, but he obviously has the gifts that he can play better defense. <laughs> well, he can play defense, which Lou Will can't. Well, yeah. well maybe Lou Will could play back in the day. Well, well, it's like, the, it's like the joke the where somebody said that Lou Will is as well, hot as is playing as hot as as, as hot as a lemon pepper hot wings, which the guy was pointed out. They aren't really hot wings. They're they're not hot. You know, they're go ahead, shot. And then we're going to close them on out. I haven't had the wings there. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna speak on them. Have yet. you been there? I have not. No. But I was gonna say it was. Don't they have a Gerald, branch in Toronto? Um, I thought they had a branch in Toronto. I've never been. <laughs> <laughs> haven't been to that one. Uh, I was just gonna say, um, piggybacking off what Gerald said about THD playing off the ball. Uh, it's amazing to think the kind of wrinkles that this offense can have now if you have a Schroeder up there, plus a LeBron, plus and Marcus plus Gasol. That, you basically have three point guards on the floor who 
basically have played read motion their entire lives. Like they don't know how to play any yeah. other way. I need to get the ball out of my hands and into the best opportunity possible. If you have a THC out there who can move without the ball or a, Kuzma, the or a Kuzma, or a Kuzma, that adds so many different wrinkles to the offense. And I the think Harold played well manage... off the ball, moving Harold, off the ball. Harold, oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. I, and and I've been. Have you seen Harold on the ball as a pick and roll handler? He's actually not half bad either. No. So yeah. that, that's another wrinkle there. So there, there's just issues, like I said, with height uh, because of his height. He's only six seven. But... Right. You know, he's only six seven, but he actually has a nine one standing reach and a and a seven one wingspan. I understand, but there he were played, times this he way. He's bigger. Yeah, but there he were a couple times. Bigger than his size. But you're you're right, Gerald. I did see him. I I did see several times because we didn't have AD in there. And I think we're going to see AD playing most of the time. Oh, yeah, yeah, and I understand that. There were times when we were undersized against Zubak down yeah. low. Yeah, and that's, you know, and that's Zubak the, was like a man among children. And I, I, feel, I feel bad for Zubats because he is no longer the starting center in the Clippers by yeah. no fault of his own. Again, I thought the Ibaka signing was a good one for them. I think it's going to benefit the Clippers, but the Lakers – with the team that they have now going forward, look really good. Uh, obviously, a great win tonight. But, but guys, you before... get Ibaka too. That would have been really nice. Uh, that would. I, I, I did. I not say that. I said that. That. Uh, uh, well, I guess. Yeah. Well, no. Uh, listen, I was rooting. I was rooting for us to get Ibaka actually before Gasol. But you know what? After watching Gasol pass, um, I'm glad we got Gasol instead of Ibaka. Well, Ibaka again, I think is a better fit for. The team uh, for a team in the in the postseason, I think he you know when you go smaller, he he fits that scenario better. We'll see what it does for Harold. Mark's going to be that's for sure. Yeah. Mark is awful slow now. That, that, exactly, and that's that's some concern, and it showed tonight. But again, a, a great performance overall by the Lakers. I want to go ahead and commend them. THD was outstanding. Uh, this is something you obviously want to see from the kid going forward as a learning step hopefully become more of a more contributor. And I think now that he's earned minutes, uh, I obviously after was kind of worried yeah. about it because he was just on Friday. You didn't, you got, you saw a lot of good, you saw a lot of bad, but then again, he's 20. So we got to go ahead and put that in perspective, but you did see what the promise holds for tonight. He did it in front of a showcase on national television. So I'm happy for the kid. And I do think he's earned minutes going forward during the season. And like Tom said, you will see that, but, before we head on out, I wanted to go ahead and mention once again our friends at ThriveFantasy.com. Please support Thrive Fantasy today. Please help us out here at the Lakers Fast Break. You type in the code LFB on checkout with your first deposit. They'll match it up to fifty dollars as long as your deposit as long as your first deposit is at least twenty dollars or more. They'll match it up to fifty dollars. It's daily fantasy sports betting and esports betting for player props. Check also as well their site, thrivefantasy.com, or wherever you get your apps. You download the app. You can make sure that you're living in a state that's eligible for daily fantasy sports. But you can go ahead and be part of the action today. It's really fun, and I just highly recommend it. It is thrivefantasy.com. We'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show 
and the PCC multiverse. People are just losing their minds trying to consume Marvel products right now, and I don't blame them. This is some of the best entertainment you can get on TV and big screen right now. If something's going to be successful or not, they look at the mentions, they look at the likes, they look at the retweets and the tweets and the subtweets and the tweet tweets, and they look at all of that to say, okay, this is actually going to garner a lot of attention. Is it going to be enough, though? I think the fish out of water syndrome might be enough for somebody like us because it's going to be hilarious to watch two stoner kids we saw barely make it through high school now live in a society that they fully don't understand because they've been stuck in a decade and never came out of it facebook stars not ninja stars okay i know how some people take things literally so don't throw ninja stars at us but like the facebook stars click on those that's what we want that's the pop culture cosmo show and the pcc multiverse Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. But guys, before we head on out, I know you're going to be working on stuff all week long for Lakerholics.com. I know Laker Tom has got like five THT articles already in the making, <laughs> but Sean, I'm going to hit up with you first. And a big shout out to Jamie Sweet. Hope he's well. Hope everything's good. And I know five great things are coming up for THT and the Lakers in his articles. But what do you got planned on the way out for us, my friend, Lakerholics.com? Well, this week, Gerald, I've got uh, a Lakers season preview coming up, along with just uh, just a, about a 10-minute read on what I think the, the new season will hold as well for the rest of the league. Look, we're, we're not the only team that has to go, what, 72 days in between finals appearances. The Heat have to go through that as well. So there are challenges for everybody right now. And by the way, it looks as though what you said would happen is going to happen. Um, the league looks to be expanding the roster to about 15. Oh, what do you know? What do you know? The active roster, yeah. you mean. For yeah, the, for the active game. roster, yeah. That doesn't add, yeah. That doesn't add yeah. any players to the roster. But it you just still, all fifteen can. But you still up. have the ones that that you can call up at any point in time for right. as far as mm-hmm. the South yeah. Bay Lakers and whatnot. Yeah, it's interesting that we didn't play any of our uh, two-way players tonight. I'm not surprised. Uh, I don't. Well, think you know, it, it's kind of funny when you think about. We've been talking in the show about THD getting minutes and eleven-man rotation. We just saw an eight and nine-man rotation in the preseason, guys. Right. Uh, which opens up the question of. That's an interesting way for the Lakers to approach a very deep bench. I mean, it's very difficult for guys to come in and get rhythm if they have like a three-minute or four-minute segment in the game and then a second half they get another three or four minutes. And with the sort of other than the, you know, other than the national broadcast games, the league is sort of looking the other way toward this load management stuff. We may see games where there are two or three players on the team, sort of like simulating COVID. You take three or four players off of the and say, "You guys ain't going to play tonight because we're going to play of our eleven-man rotation. We're going to play these eight, and tomorrow night we'll play these nine, and the next night we'll play these eight, and then these nine. Well, the Lakers um, are much I more deep. Like that. I kind of like that idea because it 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 takes that compressed seventy-two game season and and gives everybody proper minutes so that they can really play like they're a rotation player rather than everybody being a little off because everybody's playing a little few, too few minutes and so forth. I mean, it's the best way to give some breaks to LeBron and AD. It could be, it could be what we're seeing Bogle do is a, is a test of some possible load management strategies moving forward. And I kind of like it the more I'm thinking about it. Well, the Lakers, when it comes down to it, are a much deeper team than last year. 
when yeah. their bench and their one to 15 was a little bit more suspect. I know Laker Tom and I went at it in regards to their depth at last year, but I think he's now seeing more on my side, now seeing how well the Lakers have restocked and actually done a lot better job. I thought they were much. very deep last year. I thought, you know, I thought we. I think they were. They were I think they deep. were. I think they were deep as far as from but a defensive. No end. question. No question that the I think talent they, in the numbers eight, nine, and ten, and eleven spots this year yeah, are superior to what they were. And that's what I'm saying. But also the fact that last year, where, did you, you? Where? Where's Kuzma? Is he the number ten player or the number nine player? Anyway, is he ain't the number eight player? <laughs> on, this, on this roster. Well, when it comes down to it, last year's team was focused in on defense. That's what got the team their calling card. We told, we were looking for the third man last year. Third man was defense. We were looking for a better bench. The bench was together as a defensive unit. Offensively, shooting, playmaking, those were all issues. But you know what? They were able to go ahead and get over those all those obstacles by playing outstanding defense. This year, they're going to have to do things a little bit differently and approach it from a different angle. And one of those ways is providing a better bench and also as well being able to score and, yep. and have that ability to score and make plays when LeBron and AD aren't there playing the game. So this is something people are going to have to get used to. I still think the Lakers are in prime contention for an NBA championship. In fact, should be the favorite going in. I'm going on other shows, and they're asking me who do I think is going to go all the way. And it's clear that the Lakers do have the best team right now. And I don't yeah. know why anybody thinks otherwise, because I've been accused on Twitter for saying things and being pessimistic and all that. And you know what? I'll tell you this. The Lakers have the best team out there. Do I don't want to go ahead and start calling the Lakers being over by leaps and bounds, because when you start that, you have the same situation you had a few years ago with the Golden State Warriors, and everybody gave them the championship when they won 73 wins. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. So let's go ahead and look at this one game at a time. But overall, right on paper, the Lakers right now have the best team going forward in the NBA and look at the favorites for the NBA champions. But before we get on that, again, I'm not going to put that in there because when you start going ahead and being overconfident, bad things happen. There's one tier. There's one tier at the top, which are the teams that have a really strong chance of winning a championship. The Lakers the in that tier is the Los Angeles Lakers. Well, the Lakers are and, 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 and Zach Zach Lowe said it himself, the yeah. preeminent NBA writer. I have to put the Lakers in a tier by themselves right now. Yeah. Well, that's great. It's the that's Lakers. Great. The next and, tier's got four or five teams. Else. The next team's got four or five teams that could win. You know that 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 could play, and a lot of it depends upon what happens with injuries, what happens with chemistry, what happens at the trade deadline. Well, again, uh, I've made the Lakers the favorite. I think they're going to be the pick for the NBA champions. So I think that's that should be good enough at this point in time. Putting them by leaps and bounds. You know what? This is sports. It's pretty, the, good, for, they, it's pretty good for a glass half empty guy. You know what? You need to cut that out. I'm really saying that. You didn't have my back <laughs> on Twitter. But all right, I'll let you go this one time. But before we head on out, Laker Tom, besides cutting me down, what else you got cooking up I'm right there? I'm not cutting you down, Gerald. Uh, uh, hey, listen, I, you know. You, people, people don't have the guts to say it to me on Twitter. <laughs> they, they said it to you. But let's, again, let's put that aside. Let's put that aside. I also want to go ahead and you're thank a real, you're, you're more of a realist in some ways than I am because I'm not, sure. I'm not, I, you know, listen, I've always been a glass half full person, a glass three quarters full person. I always look for the silver lining in things. And that's me. Okay, I don't expect everybody else 
Frankly, I don't expect many people to even be as optimistic about the Lakers as I am. So there's no shame in being a glass half empty person. That's just simply saying that you're more of a realist. You would rather be pleased with what happens rather than disappointed. I want to just uh, move on. Let's, let's career, just, I'm, I'm exactly like you are. I look at things from a perspective of realism and look at things. Uh, anything can happen during the course of an NBA season. Anything can happen with a business that you run. I've run many businesses like you. You've run multi-million dollar businesses like myself. I know anything at any given point can go wrong or go awry. Just ask the Golden State Warriors what happened when they were trying to walk through their 73-9 and nine season on their way yeah, to a dynasty. still won three championships. Yeah, still won the three championships, so it works out to great. But again, I'm just saying this. The Lakers are and should be the prohibitive favorites going forward. But the people who are going ahead and saying by leaps and bounds, by chasms, until you go ahead and play the games out there, let's go ahead and make sure that that's the case because – I don't want to see a situation where everybody is getting on the case of Frank Vogel and Rob Palenka and, you know, everybody at Clutch for the decisions that they make. Well, let's go out and play the hey, games. If they, don't, if they don't perform up to the levels that we expect them to perform. Oh, the Laker fans the- will be all over them, all but over them. You'll be all over them. That's fine. That's the price you pay for being optimistic. Yes. Um, that's the price you pay for being at the top of the mountain. If well, you don't I'll try deliver, to be better. I'll try to be better. And I'll try to be better to you than people <laughs> are about me that they don't even say it to my face, but we won't go there. I do want to spend a special thank you to Ali El Hindi for the kind words that he sent for the show. Truly appreciate his time and going ahead and sending not one, but both letters before and want to go ahead and wish him well and wish everyone well out there. A nice holiday season. We'll be back with post-game wrap-ups plus extra podcasts as well this week on the Lakers Fast Break. I know Laker Tom and Magic Man, please follow all the great articles that they do each and every week at Lakerholics.com. Again, support us any way you can, five-star review, or at least tell a friend if they need to listen to a good Lakers podcast that's going to not only get you up to date on the NBA, get you up to date on the Lakers, give you a, a good look at what the Lakers are going to be like just head on over to the Lakers fast break and we'll go ahead and take care of you each and every week. 200 is on the horizon. So I'm looking forward to that. Next game is so what, the Kings. You no, know, Suns. I think we play Suns. Suns. Suns back to back. Yeah. Suns back to back. So that'd be very interesting to see. So we will be back this Friday, at least for a wrap up. But beforehand, I've got other scheduled interviews. That I'm going to go ahead and pop on as well, but I'm looking forward to it guys. I'm looking forward to the great articles that you have and also the great banter and commentary that you guys always have online at Lakerholics.com. If you can, on Facebook, please support the Lakerholics today by going ahead. And now we have a Facebook page and group, separate page and group, and hopefully we can get some watch parties started. So we're definitely looking forward to that. But guys, another great win for the Lakers. I'm looking forward to it. THT is now a god among men right now on Twitter. I mean, yep. the memes have already started. They're already giving him his Hall of Fame plaque right there for you. So everything's already set for him. He'll, but look, he, good. He'll look good in the Bucks uniform. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, you know, hey, if we get Atentacumpo in the trade, short term well, for large term. As long as Giannis is willing to play center, I, I'm, I'm okay with that. I'll take that for height right there. <laughs> that, that, that's one way to solve the problem. But again, it's another great win for the Lakers. I want to go ahead and tell everybody that they did win again tonight, 131 to 106. A great performance overall for the Los Angeles Lakers. And I'm looking for more 
Well, they had a good one last year, but this one, like, with what... what Not like this, because well, it's against the Clippers, man. Oh, that's true. Well, again, also the number of individuals that were out of the game makes this a whole lot sweeter as well. Yeah. So for Sean, Laker Tom, and myself, Gerald Glassford, which is my real name, <laughs> want to go ahead and wish everybody happy holidays, and we'll see you this week right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.